0: Welcome to another episode of Perfectly Scarred Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Nelson. So yes, I know, where was I last week? (laughs) Well, your girl had to take a break. I had to take a mental break from social media, just with everything going on in the culture and just, I just needed a break. That's all I can say about that. Um, But I do have a special treat for y'all, the audience, this week. Um, today and tomorrow, I will be posting my finale. So this is the last two episodes of this season of this podcast. And I just I just want to thank everybody who tuned in weekly and listened and just shared and, you know, just was encouraged by it. I promise, like, I didn't think that I would have the response that it got and I'm just trying to do something to just be obedient because all the information that I have I just want to be able to share it with others to encourage them to continue walking too so I do thank you um for tuning in and joining this movement this um safe space because it is truly making a difference in people's lives and I didn't I didn't realize that it would, but I'm grateful for you all. I promise I am like I'm just overwhelmed with with the gratitude. Um, but in today's episode, we are going to talk about forgiveness. Um, this is going to be a part one uh, because we also are going to talk about The spirit of Jezebel in part two so make sure that you come back if you have more time it's it's going to be very interesting um today I'm speaking with sister Tammy Rutledge and she just shares her story about how she had to endure a a time in her life uh where she could have been where she should have been just grieving but she had to deal with spiritual warfare at the same time of her daughter's passing. Um, so she shares that story with me and with us and and how she forgave and and why forgiveness is important. Um, and God's goodness, even in the midst of all the craziness, all, everything that she went through, having, coming on the other side with a Testimony and able to just see God's hand in her life. Uh, that it wasn't in vain, it was for a purpose, and that it was to uh, really shape her into the woman that she is today. And I'm grateful that she uh, reached out to me to share that story with her, with me. So, with further ado, This is forgiving the unforgivable. Welcome to another episode of Perfectly Scarred, the podcast. I'm your host Kayla Nelson, and today I have Miss Tammy Rutledge with me. Uh, Miss Tammy, can you just introduce yourself and tell the people where you're from?
1: Well, my name is Tammy Rutledge. I am I'm a Kentucky girl who lives in Indianapolis. Um, I have a wonderful husband. His name is Bruce, and he happens to be an evangelist. We are weekend evangelists is what I call us. Uh, We uh, both have full-time jobs, so we travel on the weekends. And um, I have two children, one who uh, has passed away, and we will talk a little bit about her in just a little bit, and I have a 19-year-old son named Trevor, who um, has brought such joy to my life. I'm so proud of him. Um, he's just uh, an amazing kid, and God has really, really blessed me. He's really blessed my life. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, Miss Tammy reached out to me, uh, a couple of weeks ago and she told me a little bit in a message of her you know a little bit of her story and I thought that this title uh forgiving the unforgivable would fit her uh, in her story because today we want to talk about forgiveness and just have a discussion of um you know through our journeys and and wounds that happen and the pain that we Sometimes it's caused by other people. Sometimes it's caused by us, but we have to go through a process of forgiveness and forgiveness is one of the number one things that is going to hold a lot of people back from entering the kingdom. And so why is this topic important is because we don't want you to hold on to those things that are going to hinder you from receiving all of God's blessings. Um, So I thought that this would be a good fit for Miss Tammy. She told me her story. We talked I don't even remember how long we talked but after that I was like yes she was the answer to one of my prayers is like moving forward um and the topics that I wanted to discuss on here um to help all the people who are listening so Miss Tammy can you just share a little bit of your story and why um, why? For, well, first, why forgiveness is so important? Well,
1: um, I'll, I'll start a little bit with my with my story and then I'll go into the forgiveness part. Um, I like I said, I have two children and one of them, her name is Brandy. And she passed away when she was 31 years old. Uh, Brandy was more than a daughter to me we were as close as best friends could ever be. Um, she lived out on her own. She had her own house. Uh, she had her own job. We, we uh, went to church together. She uh, got to feeling bad the day after Christmas in 2009. And it was just kind of a process from that day on. Uh, we found out on her birthday, January 22nd, that she had cancer. And um, she lived for two and a half months after that. Uh, we were, she was in the hospital almost the entire month of February. And, you know, that that's where I was. I, I, I had a nine-year-old son um, at home. But I was, at, I was at the hospital, you know, his dad was taking care of him. And so um, I just knew in my heart that God was going to heal her. You know, that's what we stand on as apostolic people and not just apostolic people. I think people, Christian people in general, you know, we know that God is a healer and I, I just knew this whole time that no matter how bad it got, that God was gonna show up and show out and show who he was, Mm -hmm. you know, by this miraculous healing of this young woman who Mm -hmm. was a vibrant, beautiful, Holy Ghost filled. You know, some of her last words was, uh, she was speaking in tongues. She witnessed to everybody that came in her hospital room. And um, it was just, uh, it was quite the, quite the journey. And so she had came home with me in the month of March and stayed for, I don't know, I lose track of time. I want to say it was like two, two weeks that she came home and stayed with two or three mm-hmm. weeks. <clears throat> and uh, she woke me up one night in the night, uh, I slept with her while she was at my house and uh, she had gotten sick. And by this time, all of her hair had fallen out. She Mm -hmm. only took one chemo treatment, by the way, only one. Um, All of her beautiful hair fell out. She was so sick. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I just, I told her, I said, I said, sis, I, I, I can't take care of you here anymore you know, we're going to, we're going to have to go back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So the next day we went back to the hospital and she said, she said, will you drive by the church, mom? I want to, I want to see my church. And I said, "Yeah, sis, We'll drive by. The... You know, it, it was out of my way, but I didn't care. That's what she wanted to mm-hmm. do. So we went to the hospital. <clears throat> um, the doctor came in, she had a team of doctors because she had a lot of pain and, you know, I won't get into all that, but, uh, anyway, the, the, the doctors came in and they were just kind of cold with it, which I don't really know how else that you would tell somebody. Yeah. Um, they just sat and said, you know, Brandy, there's nothing more that we can do for you. And then they turned to me and you know, I'm still, I still have this faith built up in yeah. me. I, I didn't want to look at the real picture, I guess, you know, uh, I just knew it was going to hit her. So she turns and looks at me and says that we, we have a hospice unit here or over at another hospital that they're affiliated with. And so, you know, I will, I go over there to see if it's where I want her to be. And, um, you know, it really kind of hit me right then that, you know, my daughter is going to pass away in this room. Uh, and I just kind of lost it there, you know? So throughout all of this hospital visits, my house, um, it was a very difficult situation because I had to deal with, And Brandy had to deal with um, some people that were not so nice. Mm -hmm. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Very controlling, very manipulative, very had to have everything their way. Mm -hmm. And uh, they happened to be family members. And so um, it gets down to her um, there was, there was an incident that happened at the hospital and no one was allowed to come up there anymore, except for me, my mom and, uh, a couple of family members on the other side. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so, um, she on this one particular day, I, I would leave during the day so the other family members could come up there. Mm-hmm. Didn't want any conflict or anything. So when I came back, <clears throat> it was probably, I don't know, three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And the mm-hmm. nurse walked up to me and she said, Brandy has a fever and we can't get it to come down. And it was very alarming to me, you know. And so the other, the other people left. And I I just stayed there with her. Uh, My dad came up. My mom came up and then my baby sister came up. And so um, it's really hard for me. It's It's Um, Yeah. So they kept telling me, you know, you need to lay down and get some rest, lay down and get some rest. Well, my kind of my routine with her, especially after she got into hospice, uh, because it seemed to be a little bit more quiet over there, Mm -hmm. I would, um, I would turn on some Jesus music and pray over her and, you know, get the room all quiet and everything for her. Well, I really couldn't do that that night because I had people in there and so I I scooted my little fold out chair over next to her bed, and by this time she was she wasn't talking at all, um, and she was very alert though. I mean, her mind it was like she she knew exactly what was going on. I I just don't think that she had the strength to mm-hmm. to talk, and um, I had dozed off and I would wake up and I could hear my mom and dad talking <clears throat> and then I dozed off again and when I woke up I didn't hear anybody talking and I would ra- I would raise up and see you know she's I would look at her and she's still breathing because um, you know we didn't we didn't know when she was going to pass away. so I, I the last time I raised up and I didn't hear anybody talking. I just, there was just something in me that just, I just, I just bounced off of that bed, that chair, fold-out chair, and it was just like, there there was just something in me that I knew that she, I just knew that she was gone, and so, you know, that I, my parents came in the room, and You know, I, I just, I, I just couldn't believe, you know, I just kept crying for Jesus. I just, I just couldn't believe she was gone. And, uh, that was, that was one of the things in all the conflict that was going on that Jesus answered. One of my prayers for me was that I would be the only one in the room when she passed. And I was, uh, and I'm so grateful that he granted that. To me yeah. so we um you know we had to deal with some other family members to try to get her funeral arrangements and everything and um that was like pulling teeth mm-hmm. um I I couldn't talk to her dad I don't know why he wouldn't talk to me but anyway my one of my family members tried to talk to one of that, their family members and it just seemed like anything that I asked for there, they wouldn't hear about it. So,
0: and, and it, y'all were not married at the time.
1: We right? were not married at the time. Yeah. We had been, no, no, we had been divorced for, I, I want to say it was around 20 years, okay. 19 or 20 years. Um, and, you know, people can carry things around with them for quite a long time mm-hmm. that you don't have any idea that is there. Yeah. until something pulls it out of them. I ended up having, t- I the funeral director at the funeral home called me after a couple of conversations that I had already had with him. And he said, listen, you're going to have to come over here and sign a paper. And I said, what kind of paper am I going to have to sign? And he said, well, we're gonna to have to have you sign a release. And I, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he said, well, because these people will not agree to anything with you. If, if something is not done, then we're gonna to have to send her back to the morgue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, I had to sign a release releasing me from making any decisions in my daughter's funeral whatsoever. I didn't pick out her clothes that she wore. I didn't pick out the music that was played. I didn't pick out the casket that she was buried in.
0: Mm.
1: And that was a very, very difficult thing for me. And, um, you know, that we we were told um, that there were people there that had weapons and so nobody in my family really went because nobody wanted any trouble Mm -hmm. and it was just me and my nine-year-old son and my mom that went we went to the visitation and uh when I walked in I I we were all kind of arm in arm with each other you know because of everything that had happened And there's a whole lot to it that I'm just not going to get into. But um, people can use their own imagination, I guess. So I'm looking directly at the casket. That is my focus. And there was nobody standing at the casket. But when someone seen me walk in, they, they made a beeline for that casket. And I could not even have a moment. With my daughter. And they, they, this is church people I'm talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: And so we bury her. Uh, I'm still. In complete shock. You know. And I go to church with these people. I did go to church with these people. Unbeknownst of any feelings that they had toward me. I thought everything was cool. You know. Yeah. Um. So. I continue to go there. She passed away April the third, so I continue to go there until sometime in May. Um, and I just, I just felt, um, I felt God nudging me to to go on, to move on. Yeah, You know, I, I, I still felt like that that was my church, my home church. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I went to my pastor and I told him, you know, I just, I just, I got to get away or I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. You yeah. know, uh, I had a lot of, um, boy, I knew I had to forgive and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I knew I had to forgive yeah. and, and I knew that I couldn't do it constantly being around the people that hurt me
0: right
1: you know because there was no apology there was no um and and I you know I just anyway but this one particular time that that I um, left um the place that I went to the pastor's wife there she helped me she helped me um understand a little bit about forgiveness and you know because that's what we're told at church and I've even heard people say you need to forgive and forget but God did not make me different and when somebody wounds you and even when you're scarred over yeah which by the way your podcast I love the name of it thank you love it that's a God thing right there
0: thank you so
1: Um, you know, when somebody, when somebody wounds you like that, uh, there's going to be a scar. And I was, I was wounded. I was wounded almost to death. I, I honestly, it was God and my nine-year-old son that I'm sitting here today, uh, Mm -hmm. because I, I, uh, I was mad at God. Oh, I was so, I was so. girl I was so mad at him and I was mad at him for a long time and I didn't even know it yeah at first I knew it you know um and one particular day I I just have to tell this because he knew I was mad at him but yet um I, I at the time I was living out in the country my driveway was real long and I had forgot to check the mail the day before. So I, I got my son on the bus. I had walked back to the house and I was like, oh, no, I, I forgot to get the mail. You know, my my thought process was just bouncing all over the place. I, I couldn't focus on anything or or, yeah. any, you know, it was I was just a disaster. Yeah. So I it just the, the grief, the waves of grief would would come and they back in those days it was so it was so strong and this one particular day I I just had a complete meltdown and I was walking up the driveway out there in the middle of nowhere uh and I was screaming my head off at Jesus and I was telling him look you're you're supposed to be a healer and you did not heal my daughter
0: mm-hmm. why
1: did you why did you take her from me and i was saying all these all these things to him and crying and screaming and i get up to the mailbox and i i pull out this envelope and it was a handwritten envelope and i'm like who is who is this from so i open it up and it's from a lady that um, that I barely knew. I had met her a couple of times. And um, she she sent me a card. And I have just a little bit of the poem that was in the card. Mm. Can I read it? You can. Can I read it? Yes, ma'am. If I can get through it. <laughs> now you got to read. You got to remember that I was just fussing at God, like, you know, he's standing in front of me and I'm just shaking my mm-hmm. fist at him. And he said, I'll lend for you a little while, a child of mine, God said, for you to love her while she lives and mourn for when she's dead. Mm-hmm. It may be six or seven years or 32 or three, but will you till I call her back, take care of her for me? She'll bring her charms to gladden you. And should her stay be brief, you'll have the lovely memories as a solace for your grief. I cannot promise she will stay since from all earth return. But there are lessons taught below. I want this child to learn. I've searched the whole world over for teachers kind and true. And from the things that crowd life's lane, I have chosen you. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Now will you give her all your love, nor think the labor vain, nor hate me should the angels call to take her home again. To which I did reply, dear Lord, thy will be done. For all the joys thy child will bring, the risk of grief I'll run. I'll shelter her with tenderness. I'll love her while I may. For all the love this child will bring, forever grateful I'll stay. But should the angels call for her much sooner than I planned, I'll brave the bitter grief that comes and try to understand.
0: Mm, 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 mm. That is absolutely beautiful. And God is so
1: good. And he's so good. He knew when I was walking up that driveway. And there, I just wanted the ground to open up and swallow me right then. And I just cried and I said, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But he knew I, he knew I was hurting, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to put all the hurt on me because everybody hurt when Brandy passed away.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, there was so many people that loved her and she was just she was just a precious, precious person, mm-hmm. um, very giving and loving. And, and she loved the Lord. She loved people. Getting back to uh, the other church that I went to. um. During that time, I, I kind of learned what forgiveness was and how to do it, mm-hmm. what it were, you know, that I needed absolutely to do it. Because don't think for one second that I did not fight bitterness. Mm-hmm. Those spirits were waiting on me at the drop of a hat. Waiting watching me and I knew it yeah. you know I, I i knew uh quite a bit about the spirit realm and all that I'll yeah. I'll talk to you a little bit more about can
0: that later. I, and can I ask you a question just to because a lot of times when these things happen we want to know why are they doing this? So during that time did you ever f-
1: figure out why they did this? Because I, I I knew them before, mm-hmm. um, and I I knew I knew how controlling that they were before, and um, you know for for uh, I I don't want to get into all that, but I I I pretty much you know there's a reason why people divorce. I'm not blaming mm-hmm. everything on that individual. Um,
0: yeah.
1: you know, he, he's not here to defend himself. And so, but all I can say is that I pretty much escaped with my life and that's what happened. Yeah. And while being married to him, I was married to everybody else. I always felt like that. I couldn't do anything right. Um, and I, I knew basically that they were that way. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so, I'm not here to make anybody look
0: bad. Yeah. I'm just and, telling the truth. Yeah. And so when the opportunity presented itself to hurt you, that's what happened. And usually that is what happens in those situations when that opportunity, especially yeah. if they really don't have a relationship with God and they're just they're just playing the part. Um yeah. when the opportunity presents itself, people just they just want to hurt you and they're gonna do Whatever it takes to, to do that. Um, so I just wanted to kind of because you know some people they want to know why people are doing certain things and really you would never really know why, but it is intended to the enemy uses it for his advantage, you know. Right. So
1: right, and that's that's what it all boils down to is um, your relationship and. Uh, you know, I, I, I just feel like that if somebody has a really good relationship with God, that hurting somebody else is the last thing that you want to yeah. do. You don't want to see that person squirm. You don't want to see that person cry because of something that you've said or done. Yeah. Uh, that's not what God has called us to do. Right. You know, God, God has called us to love one another to lift each other up, especially mm-hmm. when we're hurting or if we've fallen in a sin or, you know, the Bible says ye who are spiritual. So, you know, so anyway, I, I, I would read books and I would pray and, you know, I, I just, I I knew that I had to forgive and it just dawned on me one day <clears throat> that forgiveness is not for the person that wounds you Mm -hmm. and it's not letting them off of the hook and it's not saying I'm okay with what you did That, that that right there was really what it was almost like God put it in my spirit yeah and you know it's not okay what you did Right, And the Bible says that you reap what you sow. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's in God's word, you know, and I knew also in God's word that he said, vengeance is mine Mm -hmm. and I, I will repay. So I just I just backed up and took my hands off of it. And I said, God, I've got to heal and I've got to forgive. Please show me and guide me and direct me and when when that come in my spirit about it's not okay what you did it's not i choose forgiveness is a choice
0: yeah
1: forgiveness is something that you have to it's not a feeling you're not going to feel all warm and fuzzy and cozy and you know even though you forgive um it doesn't mean that Reconciliation is in the equation because sometimes it's not
0: right.
1: You know, sometimes it is. And that would be, that would be a great thing, but sometimes it isn't because, um, you know, a tree by the fruit it bears. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that tree produces wonderful, sweet, loving, compassionate fruit. And sometimes the tree produces oozing, moldy, mm-hmm. rotten fruit. And you better pray for discernment because sometimes the trees can look just alike.
0: Right.
1: Until you pick that fruit, yes. you know, then you'll know. just to,
0: <laughs> to feed off that, it was one time where I was, I cut open a tomato. And the tomato was beautiful on the outside, but when I cut that tomato open, it had a big old black—I don't even know what it was. I guess it was a worm in it, but it was just—it <laughs> was just disgusting. <clears throat> but it was so beautiful on the outside. I threw yeah. that thing away. I was like, I, but that's the same thing, you yeah. know. When once you cut it open, what you getting? <laughs> yeah, once
1: you once you cut it open, what you know? It's like. <clears throat> evidently I I stirred up something where they were concerned I I up, and honestly I think what I stirred up was the fact that I'm not going to be controlled right you know I'm not this young woman anymore that's naive and I don't know anything yeah and, you know I know who I am in God and you know yeah but in the end, it was it was almost like this revenge, yeah. for divorcing him all these years ago. Um, it all just came up to the surface, and you know, it's been really hard for me to understand, like you said, how how people could do that. You know how, um, you know. I, I would have dressed her like she was going to church, and it didn't happen to be that way. So, um, anyway.
0: Yeah, I told yeah. you I probably would have tore up everything. Just oh, I know. I,
1: could. <laughs> I wish you have been there with me. Come on now, cat. Oh, we
0: would have had to stop the show. She, you yeah. know, she she'd be all right. You know,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Time, she ain't going nowhere. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, I can tell you this. Uh, if she wouldn't have had anything to say
0: about it, yeah. she would have been like, uh, no, yeah. you ain't dressing me like that. And and that's the, and, and you know what? <laughs> in that situation, that's the most, that's the most disappointing part of it because it, as you say, everybody loved her. Everybody knew her spirit. And the fact that they didn't even care enough about her to do right by her and 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 abide by the standards that she has set for herself that in itself speaks a, a lot about them and that it wasn't even about her it was no. just about getting you and and like you said that revenge and that I mean that just speaks in in itself like because you have no regard of no. of the person that if she's looking down, like if she's looking down how disappointing because you could have turned that whole situation around just yeah. by honoring her and her standards but right. they didn't and that's the dis- disappointing and disheartening part, part of this whole story
1: yeah yeah because I know I know my daughter and yeah she, she a girl um she did not go out of the house looking like, like what I call a Kroger <laughs> we call them kroger babies <laughs> you know babies that go in there with just a diaper clothes, yeah, a yeah. Diaper.
0: she so, she I probably was know. dressed to the t
1: well she was always put together yeah she really was she was put together um and anybody that knew her knew that she was put together mm-hmm. all the time um you know it might not be like church put together but she was put together
0: yeah
1: so yeah but um Anyway, th- this this forgiveness thing, uh, and when I when I discovered that I don't have to let your behavior mm. live in my brain, yes, you know it. The Lord said to forgive seventy times seven, and I believe that He said that because He does not want toxic people living in you because it gets in you that toxic nonsense and that toxic behavior and the demonic will get Mm -hmm. into you and forgiveness is for you Mm -hmm. and another word for forgiveness is just let it go Mm -hmm. let it roll off of your back and that's exactly what I chose to do
0: yeah
1: I didn't choose to and you know when 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 I told you that I felt I felt the spirit of, uh, bitterness and, uh, anger and which, you know, God gave us. we can be angry, but I think there's a different level of anger that you can yeah. reach. Um, I, I, I didn't, you know, I could feel it moving in on me. I really could. And I'd be like, no God, I can't. And he, it was just, it was just a short journey for me to really discover what forgiveness really is and that's what it is it's a choice Mm -hmm. because i will tell you if unforgiveness gets in you you better look out you better look out that is a demonic spirit Mm -hmm. and it will eat you alive it will eat you alive it will manifest in sickness it will manifest in drug addiction yeah it will manifest in promiscuity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It will manifest in gossip, lying. Those are sins that we don't hear a whole lot about. Yeah, you know we 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 want to we want to focus on the drug addict or or the one that's running around sleeping with everybody. But I'm going to tell you, gossip and lying are demonic, just like all the rest of that stuff is. That's and, right. And I'm And what the thing about the thing about these spirits is that they will move in on you slowly Mm -hmm. and methodically. And once that root is in there, then another spirit will come and cover that one up and then it will cover this one up and another one in until you can't, you don't even know what the root problem is. Right. Right right but that that's that's just my little thing right there (laughs) hey that that's good
0: that's good well
1: my my we me and my husband are used in deliverance quite often yes and so with with that you kind of got to know your game a little bit
0: Uh, yes we're gonna talk about it in a minute yeah um so you said something and i i want to kind of piggyback go back you said something that was so Um, And I think a lot of people struggle with this because you said that some people look at forgiveness as a, it could be looked at as a weakness saying, okay, well, I'm letting them win. And so they hold on to it. Can you speak to those people on, and and you kind of did, but can you speak specifically to those people that you think that they think that is telling them that the other person won? Well, they don't win
1: they don't win because just like i said before you know when somebody uh hurts you and and they don't come to you and genuinely have a heartfelt apology you know you can tell the real from the fake mm-hmm. you can and um so you know even if you do, if you don't get an apology their their actions they will pay for their actions you reap what you sow. That is God's word and it will stand forever. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, you can pray, you can pray, you know, God, don't, don't hold this against them. And that's what you should do.
0: Yeah, You
1: should pray for that because hurting people hurt people. That's right. And they, and that they, they do, uh, that's just life lessons that you learn, you know, through living, hurting people hurt people. So I would say to anyone that is having trouble forgiving is to, you, you just, you just need to let it go because the toxicity, you do not want that in you, you know, you may not ever get an apology from the person. um, And that's fine. Yeah, that's OK, but it don't let them off the hook. You don't have to be their best friend. There's a saying, uh, you hurt me once, shame on you. You hurt me twice, shame on me, because, you know, you know, yeah. by the fruit it bears. So, you know, when there are deep, deep wounds like that, first of all, you have to heal before you can deal with. If you want reconciliation, you know, yeah. if you want reconciliation, you've got to focus on yourself healing yeah. first. And then if you want reconciliation, you can, you know, try to build that if the other person is is willing to right. do that. And that's not always the case. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, sometimes you just gotta cut the.
1: <laughs> sometimes you do.
0: even even you know even if it's family members because you know i talked to you about you know the relationship that i have with you know my sister and um you know what we've gone through and not to speak negative of her or you know just anything sometimes you really just have to focus on self because yeah. at some point you keep the same thing the same cycle keeps happening and then you realize you know what i'm through i am completely done i have nothing else to give you you have taken everything that i can give you and i'm putting up this boundary and it's not because i don't love you it's just because i need this in order for me to heal yeah i have to do this and and you have to be selfish with yourself sometimes you know i don't
1: think i don't think that god expects us to keep going back and keep going back and keep going. Because, you know, uh, like I said before, the forgive and forget thing. No, no, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doormat. I'm not a punching bag. I'm not going to take verbal abuse. I'm just not going to do it.
0: Right.
1: You know, first of all, you've got to understand who you are in the Lord and that will give you strength right there. And knowing that he, if you are in the right you know, if you are in the right, God is going to be there with you the yes. whole way. Yeah. And he, he will talk to you through just like He did with me through this whole forgiveness thing. We're, we're taught about it at church, but I basically had to come to grips with what it is and what it is not all on mm-hmm. my own.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I I know without a doubt that I fully understand what forgiveness and what Jesus meant when he said that. Yeah. 70 times 7 it's because I don't want you full of all this toxic. I want you to live a happy life. Yes. I don't want you weighted down.
0: <laughs> right. I mean we're not supposed to be. It's you know.
1: No. No. I quote it. We I think- time- Go ahead. <laughs> Well, we had tongues and interpretation a couple of weeks ago. And in in part of the interpretation, the Lord said, I want you to live a happy life.
0: Yes. You know, w-
1: there's no reason why we should go through our life all weighted down. That's the world.
0: Yes. And God yes. fights
1: our battles for us.
0: That's you right. Know? He That's does.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Well sister Tammy so when you um as far as forgiving God what did that uh, look like and and how how because a lot of us stuff it down you know yeah you went through this and you know that God you know he is be all he is all he's the creator he's our creator he's our you know um but at, at the end of the day sometimes we we do have a, a a little bitterness in our heart about towards him um can you just share with us a little bit about that
1: well so i you know like i said i i felt like that i was over uh, being mad at him honestly, I really did. Um, but you know, you, you can't hide anything from God. He know he is with us every single moment, whether we're asleep or awake or whatever we're doing. And he knows everything. He knows our thoughts. Um, so I was, I had went back to uh, my church, my home church, this, this was after I was well on the healing process, you know, um, as, as far as the wounds from that situation, you know, the grief I carry with me every single day of my life. Yeah. Um, so I, we had a guest speaker that night. I did not know this person. This person didn't know me. I've never had really even seen this person. And so uh, they played and sang and um, he started to preach and he read his texts. And, you know, I'm sitting there in my little pew there, just waiting to take it all in. And Mm -hmm. God was getting ready to lay the hammer down on me. And I didn't even know it. (laughs) oh
0: so, <laughs> he does that in I such a gentle way
1: oh he does yeah he, oh this was really gentle yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um it was like he said i'm coming after you tonight tammy <laughs> so he said there's somebody in here that feels like that god has betrayed you and when he said that You know, he had said many things before that, but when he got to that particular point, I just was like, I I was like, I felt like I was sliding down in my pew. I really wasn't, but that's what I felt like I was doing.
0: Yeah.
1: I felt Mm -hmm. like I was sliding down in my pew and he said, God didn't betray you. God don't work that way. God loves you. You know, he would never betray you. And the more he talked, the more he was, I was like, God, that's me. And I, I, I don't know how I even sat in my pew, honestly, because when altar call came, I just went up to the front and, and I, I just, you know, God knows better than we know. God did not take her away from me to hurt me and you know my whole walk with god has been use me lord for the kingdom
0: mm-hmm. use
1: me to to reach out to somebody use me to help somebody let let people see you in me and i'll tell you when you pray a prayer like that you better get ready because mm-hmm. there's going to be yes ma'am there will be a crushing that will come you will feel like an olive on that wheel that they crush that oil out of Mm -hmm. there's a price for that oil i feel the holy ghost girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) and when that oil comes forth and the crushing see god has to get you out of the way he has to get me out of the way yeah because it's not me it's not me that he he wants me to surrender myself to him and if i want to do things my way well he's not gonna that's not benefiting that's not giving god the glory you're going to get the glory for that yeah so basically what it is is that you you have to learn to step aside but if you're going to pray a prayer especially if your children you you pray god use my children Mm
0: -hmm.
1: well when when god starts crushing them and they start having situations in their life, and you're like, "Oh God, please help my help him." You know, he can't. He's financially he's busted, and you know, what did you pray? Did you pray for God to use your child? Mm-hmm. Because there is going to come a crushing. Yes. And then, and then he makes the vessel brand new, so that vessel can pour out. Yes. And I, that night, I, I knew I I wasn't mad at God anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: I went up to the front and I just, I laid everything that had happened to me in the last year and a half year. I think it might've been, Um, but I, I laid it all at his feet and I arose a new woman. Amen. And I've been been a new woman ever since, and I understand better uh, my relationship with him is way more, way more close than I thought it was. I understand that I don't have to put up a front in front of him. And when I talk to him, I don't, I don't pretend like I'm saying... Like, you know, you hear people, they can pray. I just talk to God like I'm talking to you. Yeah. You know, right. and you know, I I I praise and adore him and give him adoration. And, you know, then you you get into the spirit and you, you know, you speak in tongues. But when I when I genuinely am coming to him, I'm just talking to him just like I do you. Yeah. And I think that's that's basically what he wants. He wants the real you. And I've I discovered all that through this situation and I know that my situation was not just to hurt me it was to help it was to help somebody else and honestly I I hope that I am helping somebody else
0: yes yes you are you speaking you you speaking (laughs) to me if you're speaking to anybody so can you just say last word to maybe someone who is struggling um with with unforgiveness and and maybe bitterness towards a situation um, that they're facing
1: well I I will have to say that if you if you feel like that it is on a level that you feel like that you can't get over it and you can't deal with it um first of all you need to go to your pastor or your pastor's wife, and you need to ask them, you know, I'm sure you don't want to announce to the whole church that, you know, I've got bitterness toward blah, blah, blah. And sometimes the devil will make you think that you've got bitterness against somebody because when you have a scar and you see this particular person, you're always going to remember how that scar got there. And that's where that's words from my wise pastor that helped me. Oh yeah. Love my pastor to death. But anyway, he um, you do just have to you just have to understand that your pastor's wife will help you. Your pastor will help you. Most of all, pray that God will give you a better understanding of forgiveness. Um, there's been a lot said in this podcast that I hope that you could grab a hold of and, and maybe research it on your own. Um, there's nothing going, maybe if you feel like that, you need counseling, if it's a little bit deeper, you know, um, Christian counseling, I'm all for that. I would be leery yeah. of secular counseling. Um, cause all they want to do is put you on pills and, you know, things like that. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I would, uh, I would do those things. And then if you feel like you have bitterness and you feel like that you have unforgiveness um that's a whole nother ball game because those are spirits yeah and you may have to have some deliverance and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that because deliverance is for god's people
0: yes yeah yes amen that's good amen. i just want to thank you for this conversation about forgiveness and just sharing, being brave enough to, uh, reach out to me and, and just ask. And it is a blessing. I'm telling you, I I needed this, especially today. Um, so I just thank you for this conversation and for those who, uh, want to contact you, where are you located at? You're on Facebook. I am on Facebook. Uh,
1: Tammy Widener Rutledge is my name uh, you can private message me. Um, I forgot to tell you earlier, I'm the prayer coordinator at our church. So prayer is nothing strange to me. I'm on a prayer. I'm on a prayer call every morning with about 80 to 90 women every morning at six o'clock, five days a week. Um, and if, if anybody needs to contact me for anything like that, I'm, I'm here that's
0: what I'm here that, for yes well we appreciate you and this is not the end we're going to have a part two because Sister Tammy is in the business of deliverance and I'm talking about literally so uh, it's going to be a part two about the spirit of Jezebel so I just want y'all to tune in to that because it's going to be some amazing gems dropped um, so but Sister Tammy I just want to thank you for sharing your story today
1: well you're very welcome and I'm glad that Thank you, Camilla.